Trash Can presents The Life of a Middle School Boy. Now, Chase, what did I tell you about being up past two in the morning? Your bedtime is not a- Jeez, Mom, I'm trying to get a kill on Fortnite. Can you seriously knock next time? Now, I'm just trying to come in here and clean this pigsty of a room. I'm not really understanding why you're being so mean right now. I'm not being mean, Mom. You're just literally coming in and walking for the screen. Look, now I just got killed. You know, I saw you texting earlier. Were you texting that nice girl Miranda from no, down Mom, the street? No, Mom, stop, 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 Mom. You're going to freaking ruin my life. You know, I was talking to her mother, and I was really thinking oh. that maybe you could ask her to the dance because she was saying that nobody's asked her yet. Jeez, Mom, this isn't 1955. Nobody asked anybody to dance anymore. Well, I just think it would be really, really nice. Her mom thinks you're a really nice boy. Well, your mom thinks you're a nice boy. Now, Chase, I just don't know why you have to be so mean. I'm just trying to help. No, Mom, all you're trying to do is come in here and ruin my freaking life. That's all you ever do. Well... I wouldn't have to come in here if your room wasn't a nest. Well, you know what? Speaking of the nest, shouldn't you fly back to yours? Hi, I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. Yeah, yeah man, it truly be like that. But, uh, yeah, episode 26, season 2. How you doing, man? It's been a great ride, dude. I was looking back at some of the old episodes and just looking at where we were at last year, and it's crazy to think, like, the stuff we were talking about. I think this time last year we were talking about, like, that Mike Myers Netflix show that was really, really bad, and I was like, man, that seems like it was two months ago, but really it was just last year. Yeah, I mean, even before the show we were just talking about, I was like, yeah, you know, episode 75, and it's like, yeah, that's more than a few episodes now. I think, what, three or four to this point? Like, that, I thought that was, like, the last episode. Time flies when you're having fun, man. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, we're so happy that everybody's here. And um, let's give some shout-outs, man. Brussels, Belgium. Brussels, Belgium. And uh, Singapore. You got to give the international guys a real shout-out because, I mean, they've been really sticking to it. Um, domestically, we got Kansas. We got Georgia. We got Texas. We got our mainstays. And um, just a little hint right quick. Um, the old-fashioned donut, we're going to talk a little bit about Georgia, so Georgia folks, keep your ears perked up for that one. And um, where are some other places, Chris? Boston, Nova Scotia, Canada, California, Pennsylvania has been a really big one, Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Virginia. Also, uh, in the U.K., Dublin, Ireland, man, they love us over there. Uh, I think you already said Singapore, Australia, somewhere in the Middle East, a couple places, and it's been good, man. It's been a good ride, fun ride. Never would I have thought when I was uh, young that my voice would be heard in all these different countries. But, hey, at least somebody's listening to us. Just a moment to pause and think about how crazy that is. What a time to be alive. I mean, I get on meetings every single day and talk to people from around the world, and we're talking to you potentially from around the world, too. That's pretty crazy that we can do that with such ease. What a time to be alive. Off on that note, let's uh, go to our old-fashioned donut, which is a story from our past. For today, we're going to do talking about the area we grew up in, and that's the Augusta, Georgia area. Kind of our neighborhood, kind of what was around us, and the town and what we did. So, you know, we've talked about different places that we've lived. Chris, what were some of your 
I say, okay, the area of Augusta, what, what comes up first? Well, you have to understand that when normally you tell people that you are from Augusta, they're like, oh, yeah, that's where the Masters is. Isn't it so beautiful? Is Augusta as beautiful as it is on TV? I will tell you, the golf course is beautiful. They work hard day and night to keep that thing immaculate. The rest of the city, not so much, man. It reminds me of like Chicago, Detroit area. It's kind of run down uh, a little bit. It's just not as big. Yeah, it's run down. A lot of the industry had left. Um, and I, I I don't know. There's some somewhat of like city council issues and things like that that caused some of that stuff. Um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of run down. There was some nice historic parts, but it was one of those kind of things to where if you're talking about downtown Augusta, you really had to be careful of where you went. Um, and I've personally, I haven't been back in a long time. Chris has been back more recently and, um, yeah, I've heard that area is kind of bad, even, even worse than before. Now you also have to understand, uh, Augusta is just a different thing, and growing up in the early 2000s, it was just a different place. Also, the, one of the main things about Augusta is it is an army base. So it's a weird mix of uh, urban folks and army people uh, moving there, and most of the time, uh, they get different families from different states. But the thing about Augusta is it's divided heavily. So you got one side of Augusta that's very rich, very affluent, and then you got another side that is uh, a little bit poor. I lived in the South Augusta area, which is known for not being so great. Uh, it's not technically the hood, but it's really close to the hood. It's not the projects, but it's close to it, man. And uh, yeah, it's not a good But the time. projects were around the corner. Yep, exactly. There were many a shootings in my neighborhood. And yeah, but I, I guess the, I don't know. It's weird because I've been in Texas. We've been in Texas for almost 10 years coming up in june and just thinking about living in augusta and uh there's a lot still of uh underlying prejudice or divide between african americans and uh the white population uh you know it's not as bad as alabama or mississippi but there's still some racial tensions down there depending on where you go but i remember my school man it was kind of that way it was like the african american people stuck to their uh their community and the white people kind of had their own groups and i'm just going to say this right now i love the african-american community you know why because they took me in when the white people would not take me in i could not fit in white people didn't want to hang out with me but the african-american community welcomed me with open arms and so i i i will always love the african-american community see same here um the school that i went to it was very much like that as well you definitely had your clicks but that was the biggest thing and actually, I remember so um, somewhat similar. It was like the lunchroom table experience. And I remember there was these dudes and it was like they were kind of the only people I knew to sit with, I guess. And I don't know. They turned out not to be so great people. So I was like, fine, I'll just go eat by myself. And yeah, man, the African-American community definitely was like, nah, man, you ain't going to eat by yourself. Like, come over here. And like they took me in as well. So that's. That stuff's real cool, so shout out to them. But, um, nah, man, it's it's a really, really interesting area. There's a lot of history around there. I mean, even at your school, um, if you go through Augusta, one of the cool things to do is you can take the Augusta Canal Tour. And it talks about back in um, the 1800s when it was heavily filled with textile mills and things like that. 
Um, and of course, Georgia was known for growing cotton and things like that. So the canal was used because the Savannah River goes through the town and essentially separates Georgia and South Carolina. And so at some parts through Augusta, the river was too shallow, so they had to make this canal. Well, I mean, think about this. That was, you know, very long time ago, and Chris saw it every single day. Became like power lines almost. Probably. You want to know also something really cool, and this is for history nerds. Number one, um, the oldest African American church in the U.S. is actually in Augusta. Uh, it's actually right downtown. And then also two, um, if you grew up reading uh, Civil War history, you'll know that General Sherman from the Union had a march to the sea. It was called Sherman's March to the Sea, and he went all through Georgia burning towns and he went from Atlanta to Savannah burning towns but he actually skipped Augusta surprisingly enough I don't remember why I guess it was that much of a crap hole that he said ah we'll just let it stay and Augusta was not burned so that was a lot of the reason that there was still a lot of uh, history still standing whereas in a lot of the rest of Georgia you know that was burned at the time so yeah pretty pretty cool stuff there um, I know the neighborhood that I grew up in, so that divide that Chris was talking about. Uh, most of the time, people consider that divide the county line. There's two different counties. One's Richmond County, the other's Columbia County. And most of the time, and I say most of the time because there's still areas in Columbia County that wasn't so great, but most of the time Columbia County was the decent area in, in town. And so I was over in Columbia County, but... I don't know. How would you describe it, Chris? It was it was like the lower end of Columbia County. Like, it wasn't a bad part at all, but it wasn't, like, the nice, nice part at all. Like, how do you – I don't know how do you describe it. it. It's very weird in Columbia County because on the very rich end, you got the very preppy, uh, wearing American Eagle, Hollister people, and then you got the people that are wearing camo. But then at the lower end of Columbia County, you got the drug dealers that are bleeding into Richmond County. Uh, Mike actually lived across the street from, maybe it was a meth house. I think that's what it was. Was it a meth house? Yeah, at one point it was actually a drug triangle. Uh, it was really interesting. We had DEA staking out the neighborhood at one point. Um, I think you we, we talked about in a previous uh, episode, too, when you had your Buick, you got pulled over a couple of times leaving the neighborhood, just getting profiled because, you know... Uh, no offense or anything, but uh, the Buick was kind of one of those things leaving at night, you know, police be kind of assuming. And I remember, didn't they, when they pulled you over, didn't they say like, oh yeah, that's a known drug area or something like that? Yeah, they thought I went into your neighborhood to buy drugs. And I was like, man, I've been coming to this neighborhood since I was eight. And apparently they were like, yeah, nobody goes into that neighborhood unless you're going to buy drugs or live there. And I was like, well, my best friend lives there. And they were like, yeah, who's your best? You know, they ask all the questions. But yeah, man, you know what I you know what I remember about Augusta? A couple of things. I remember uh, the mayor for the longest time, his name was Deke Copenhaver. And I remembered it because it sounded like Copenhagen. And I remember when I went back a few years ago, I actually saw him and he was at a restaurant. And I was like, hey, that's Deke Copenhaver. And I just kind of looked at him. And I think he knew I knew who he was. But, yeah, Augusta is just different, man. I will tell you, though, if you're going to visit Georgia, Augusta is not the place to visit. Uh, go visit Savannah. Savannah is actually nice, I will say, for Georgia standards. Yeah, Savannah is pretty cool. I know a lot of out-of-state people go to Savannah and really like it. Um, going to the river area. Like, I really liked going down to, like, the river area. 
And I don't know why. Maybe maybe this is the sweet tooth part. But down in Savannah, there was um, a place where they do, like, the homemade taffies and stuff and, like, all the sweets. And they make them on site. The also thing about Augusta is it's right on the um, border of South Carolina. So you can literally, like, drive 10 minutes and South Carolina's right there. Oh, and one side note on that, too. Um, over in South Carolina, very, very close very 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 large gypsy camp oh yeah dude we totally got to talk about the gypsies we got yeah, we got to talk about the gypsies. if y'all camp. don't know what gypsies are i'm not talking about like the ones that are portrayed on tv where it's like the fortune telling and all that stuff I, these people they all look the same and for a while i was like man are these people like i was like they just dress the same but they're they're white looking and the women all have the same haircut and the dudes all wear American Eagle or like Hollister brand polos, and they all wear like gold chains. And uh, all wear gold chains, and like they literally, they try to be really showy and flashy, especially the women. Like the women are like really showy and flashy. But I mean, when Chris says they wear their hair all the same, it's like they wear their hair up, and I mean, it's enough hairspray you light a match, that thing's going up. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. What would you say? They're kind of pretentious, wouldn't you say? I mean, they're kind of... I would say they're closed off. They're very pretentious. And and I guess If that's you're true. not a gypsy, then you, you know, they don't talk to you. They don't mess with you. Uh, if you're a waiter and you're serving them, they treat you like crap. Uh, but the thing is, they're in construction, so they make a lot of money. And they all, like, buy these big houses and like whole families will live in this house and you know what the interesting thing is they have all sorts of weird and i don't know beliefs that um beforehand you know you'll have this big old house and there'll be like a series of trailers in the backyard where the family will be staying and it's something like the first year six months or something like that they'll put tinfoil in all of their windows and like leave the house empty and it's i don't i have no clue what it's for but yeah, they had a whole neighborhood like area out there. It was I wouldn't say it was in the middle of nowhere. It was close to town, but it wasn't in town. And um I mean, we drove past there one time and I mean, they legitimately had a stage set up in uh, the marrying stage essentially where it was like, you know, guys pick who they want to marry essentially. Yeah, that's another thing too. There's also speculation that they marry really really early like I think as young as like 14, 15. Uh, the girls start wearing makeup when they're nine, man. Like it, it, it's really shady, dude. I totally forgot about the gypsy camp. Thanks, that's a good thing. I, <laughs> I totally yeah. forgot about that. So yeah, man. There's there's a lot of gypsies over there. Uh, but yeah, I'm, uh, Augusta is just a different. I don't really know how to explain it unless you're there. Cause one minute you'll have this dude in camo, like, yeah, bud, we're gonna go hunting over there, deer hunting. And then the next minute you got this dude in a Crown Victoria all jacked up, like Pimp My Ride style and like blasted rap music, man. And- yeah, and it's like grilled out. And then next minute you got this other dude, you know, methed out that's missing teeth, you know. And then you've got then you got the really, really pretentious Paula Dean looking people, you know, like the really prim and proper hair that goes to Charleston and takes pictures in their white polos and khaki pants kind of thing. And, you know, so it's just like a really interesting mix. One more note about Augusta. There is a street, and it's the most interesting street I've ever been down, and it's Highland Avenue, and it is in Richmond County. And it's, I kid you not, you will go one block, and it'll be extremely nice homes, and you're like, man, this is a really nice neighborhood. You will get to a stop sign. You will go across the road. 
and you get to the next side of the road, and it will be the absolute ghetto, and you'll go, man, I don't feel safe around here. And then you can just go street to street, and it just changes like that. The houses are also like plantation-style, antebellum-style, like in those nice neighborhoods. And a couple more fun facts. Yes, James Brown is from there, unfortunately. Uh, he was, I mean, like, he's the godfather of soul. I love him, but he did some crazy stuff. Yeah, that's that's all everybody in Augusta. When when he died, everybody's like, oh, man, you know, the grandfather of soul died. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's great. But I just remember there was, like, a giant custody battle. There was all this stuff about his stuff. Like, he had really done a whole bunch of people wrong. It was it was crazy. But anyways, yeah. To, pu- to put it this way, I remember there was, like, a uh, like a golf course commercial. And it was, like, I played Augusta GA. And it was about the golf course. And they had all these people and celebrities on there. It was like, yeah, I played Augusta GA. And James Brown comes on there and he's like, yeah, I played Augusta GA. And my dad was like, yeah, he played Augusta GA, all right. He, play- he played us for a fool. That's what he did. Uh, but... Bill Gates also has a home there just for when the Masters is in town. I've seen it. It's got like, uh, it's like Adobe style. It's like Spanish, um, yeah. Architecture, yeah, Spanish. And uh, the I remember the outside is Adobe, and the gates are purple. Yeah, it's it's massive too. You can, even seeing it from because all you see from the road is the back side of it, and the back side of it is just enormous. And you just think that's that's your vacation home for when you're going to a golf tournament. So yeah, Augusta is different, man. Uh, I wish I could say, hey, when you're there, check it out. But uh, it's nice to just pass through. And the scenery is nice. I will say this, too. Go to South Carolina side. If you want to go to Augusta, go to North Augusta. North Augusta is very nice. Yes, it is. Also, my mom and my brother still live there. I love them. And that's the only <laughs> reason I go back. All right. Well, let's move on to our next segment, which is the Jelly Donut. And Chris, you got our jail report today. What's yeah, going man, on? we got some uh, dumb criminals today. So are you ready for that? Oh, I love dumb criminals. Yeah, yeah you bet. So uh, this guy, uh, his name was Aaron or Aaron. He's Scottish. He's Scottish. Or Aaron, whatever, whatever you want to call him. Whatever. So he was robbing a liquor store uh, and he was robbing vodka from the liquor store. Um. You wanted to take a guess of how he got caught? Just random guess. I'm not sure he got drunk and sat there. No, he left his name and his phone number with the clerk because he was hitting on her, and he asked her out for a date, and uh, she said, oh, maybe, and then he was like, okay, well, I'll leave my name and my number here, so give me a call, and that's how the cops found out that it was him, and they got all of his information. Great job, guy. Great job. Hey, what can I say? He just... He was trying to get himself a girl, and it backfired on him. What, what can I say? He was like, hey, baby, I'll bring the liquor. <laughs> I'll bring the vodka. That's funny, man. All right, this one, I don't think it ended up in arrest, but it was funny. I, they must have ended up in arrest for this story to get published. So a trio of drug thieves, uh, it was their lucky day. They broke into a home in Silver Springs, Florida, and discovered three jars of cocaine. They took it home, and uh, they snorted the contents uh but then they discovered that it was not cocaine but it was in fact urns that they were snorting the remains of the victim's husband and two dogs so yeah that's bad that's that's really really bad i mean serves you right for uh i mean i don't i don't think anybody should steal especially not cocaine but don't do cocaine in the first place 
But still, my thing is, I've never done anything like that, but can't you tell a difference? Like, I would think you would tell a difference between ashes and, but I, maybe, I don't know. They were probably so high that they couldn't. Maybe, I, I guess, but. This next one, two men decided uh, that they were going to rob a back-to-school event at an office supply store, so like Office Max or Office Depot. Yeah, that's the heist to pull off. Yeah, they were going to do some shoplifting. Uh, after all, they figured it would be a perfect deal because the store cl clerks would be helping all the shoppers there, and they thought, hey, we can steal some stuff. But the sale happened to coincide with the annual Shop with a Cop Day when about 60 police officers showed up to help children pick out school supplies, so they were caught. And let me guess, most of the cops were probably in civilian clothing. They probably were. They probably were. Uh, this next one. This guy, Aiden, had thought he had it figured all out. Uh, he thought he wanted to be a cop, uh, but he didn't want to take the test. He was arrested in Grapevine, Texas, after pulling over a driver in his pickup truck outfitted with flashing lights. He even had an ID badge, which he made by blocking out a restaurant gift card and etching in the word police. However, what he failed to do was block out the restaurant's logo. And so it was a Chipotle gift, uh, gift card, and uh, the Chipotle ID logo was on the card, and it just had police written over it. So the cops arrested him immediately because he was trying to be a, a rogue cop. Here's my question. Did the person actually pull over when he... When he you know, put his lights on with his truck? I mean... I'm sure he did, man. And But here's the thing, dude. Like, those unmarked police vehicles, like, you know, you see lights, and you see that... Like, it's hard to know if they're a police officer or not. That's why I'm like, man, I don't know. I guess that's... I guess that's true. It's, it's just hard, because the first thing that popped into my mind is, like, this dude's in a, you know, 95 F-150, <laughs> you know, puts a little blinky light on top, and somebody pulled over for him, but... I guess you're right, because, you know, even I've seen, um, have you seen, at least in big cities like where I'm at, they have construction cops, where if you're in, you know, a construction zone where it's really, really fast and things like that, they'll hide trucks and things like that that looks like construction vehicles, but they'll they'll light you up and give you... Yeah, but it's it's not hard to get some of those lights, you know, in your vehicle, so it's it's it's, when you see that, I don't know. I feel like they need to make some kind of law to where, like, an unmarked vehicle has to show some kind of proof. or so I don't know, dude, because anybody could put lights on their vehicle and then be like, hey, I'm a cop. And they just flash a fake badge and they're like, you need to pull over. Trash Cam presents, how long can we make it as a cop before we get arrested ourselves? All right, man, this next one took place in our old home city of Augusta, Georgia. Oh. This, uh, these reports came from all over the world and Augusta, Georgia made the list. That should tell you how ghetto this place is. So a man uh, was returning a printer and he was very dissatisfied with it. Um, he returned it to the clerk and then the clerk noticed some work the customer forgot to remove from the machine. There were counterfeit bills in the printer. And so that's how they uh, caught the guy. Word to the wise kids. Number one, counterfeit bills in a regular printer. Not going to work, my friend. You know, that's part of the reason, uh, and just FYI, that's why they don't use regular paper, and you can't really get your hands on the actual paper. They, like, mix cotton into the actual fibers of the paper. Have you seen that documentary about how they make our money and stuff like that here in the States? To be honest with you, dude, there's nothing about that that interests me, so 
No. Well, we'll skip right past it. But yeah, literally counterfeiting and things like that. You can't just do it with regular paper. They'll catch that immediately. Plus all the watermarking and stuff. Yeah, they they try to make that. I mean, I'm sure people can do that, but Jay's going to do that at Kinko's at the freaking printer. All right, last one. A German bank robber sent mocking emails to local police ridiculing their efforts to arrest them. First, he let them know that they had his age, build, and accent all wrong. Then he corrected their announcement that he'd escaped on foot, not... uh, Well, the announcement said that he escaped on foot. He said, no, I I had a getaway car. The cops got the last word in, though, when they arrested the guy a few hours later because they used his email address to trace him. So, crime doesn't pay. Great job, bud. Great job. Internet's scary, man. It's one of those things, like... You can catch you anywhere. No, thing, no such thing as being off the grid. Yeah, it's almost impossible to get away with crime nowadays. Like, it really is. So just don't do it. That's our advice. Yep, that's all I got for us on the jail report. All right, man. Well, hey, we'll move on to our next segment then, which is the donut hole. What you got for that one? Well, it's been a while since I've done some reviews, so I'm going to do a review of a movie and a review of a TV show that I just actually started watching. thought you were going to review Family Guy because you've been rewatching Family Guy. I'm not reviewing Family Guy, <laughs> dude. Don't be predictable. I'm reviewing the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, Guardian the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, I know Micah is not a Marvel guy, so he doesn't really know what's going on in the marvel verse right now but uh it's okay it's okay unpopular opinion and no offense i'm glad that everybody like i have things that are really different and obscure that people are probably like man that's weird but it's just not my cup of tea so but i'm i'm glad that there's a lot of fans and i'm glad you're a fan too so i support the fact that you're a fan of it because you have to have been watching since the very beginning if you just jump in mid mid deal it's hard but you got to watch all of them so, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 picks up where, I guess, Endgame kind of left off. Um, and so, in this one, it's really focused around Rocket. And I'm not going to give spoilers because there are a lot of spoilers in this movie. If you haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it for you. But it's really uh, revolved around Rocket, which is the raccoon. I'm sure, sure you probably know who he is or have seen him. And so, uh, we get a lot of backstory about Rocket. And Rocket was a part of this experiment. Uh, by this guy who wanted to create a perfect society, and he created this batch of animals uh, that could actually talk, and Rocket is one of them, and Rocket is, like, super smart, and Rocket figures out the key to unlock it all, right? And this guy wants to get rid of him, uh, but Rocket is, like, actually dying, and so because something happens, and they mess him up, and so the rest of the Guardians are trying to figure out how to save Rocket. Um, but it, it was really good because it really focused around teamwork and it really focused on them trying to save their friend. And we got a lot more backstory of Rocket. Um, there were some surprises in there. And even though I knew how the movie was going to go, they still got me on the emotional roller coaster, man. Like I knew what was going to happen, but I still got sucked into the story. So I would say if you're going to go, make sure that you're ready to be on an emotional roller coaster in a good way. Those are always pretty fun, but yeah. You- you got to be in the mood for it or at least get a heads up for it. Yeah, it's 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 good because you, you got to be in the mood for one of those things, at least in my opinion. Like, you at least got to know about it and be in the mood for it. But, yeah, those movies are pretty good. All right, now on to the TV show that I'm going to review. Uh, it's called Barry. Have you heard of it? What, what network is it on by chance? It's actually on HBO Max. Describe it to me because I might have. I've seen the commercial. So, really, it's about this guy who is a hitman, but he's depressed. He's not really enjoying how his life is going. He kills only bad guys, right? So he used to be a Marine, 
and he's getting contracted to kill these bad guys and all this stuff. He's very depressed, uh, going through a tough time. Um, and it's a little bit of comedy also mixed with seriousness. Uh, but so his target that, uh, that he has had the hit put out on, uh, it's, and of course it's like these, they're not Russians, but they're Russian types. They're like, Hey, we want you to put this hit out on this guy. Uh, and so this, he's following Barry's following his target and, uh, he accidentally stumbles into an acting class because that's where the target is going. And so on the way to kill him, he stumbles into this acting class and they're like, Hey, you're the new guy, right? And, uh, he's like, what? And so he's trying to play along and he gets swept up in this acting class and they're like, yeah, 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 come on, let's do the scene. Let's do the scene places, places. And, uh, finds out that they're like, hey, you were really good. Like, you were really good at this. You should come back to this acting class. And the acting class is led by who? Henry Winkler, the Bonds himself. And he's like, <laughs> hey, uh, come back tomorrow. You have a talent for it. Uh, and all these people are really nice to Barry, which is like something that he's never had before. And they're like welcoming him in and getting accepting him and all this stuff. And uh, – so he gets wrapped up in this acting class and like, of course he does kill the target, but then like, he's still trying to do the acting class cause he really enjoys it and he really loves it. And he's invested with all these friends and all this stuff, but he's also still trying to do his jobs and he's kind of conflicted because he's like, Hey, like, I don't want to just be a killer. Like I really enjoy this. I want to be an actor. Uh, and it's written and directed and starring Bill Hader, the guy from SNL. And normally I'm not like a Bill Hader guy, but he's really good in this. Like I'm like, I forgot it was Bill Hader. So he's uh he's he's still doing hits and uh, of course he does have to kill people, but he's also wrestling with like, hey man, like I really want to get out of this life and I don't want to do it anymore. And I think that's all relatable. I mean, not not being a hitman or anything like that, but I think we've all been in jobs or in situations where it's like, yeah, you, you kind of get a little depressed because it's like, I, I don't know if this is where I really want to be or I'm kind of tired of doing this, but you don't really know where to go next and what's going on. So you keep doing it because that's the only thing that you know at the time. So I think that stuff's really relatable. Yeah, man. Uh, it's really hard for me to get into new shows. Like you have to hook me from the first episode or I will not get into it. But like the first episode hooked me and I was like, okay. And I just thought the idea of like a depressed hitman is like, it was comical. And so that's what kind of made me want to like start watching it. Um, but it was just something that was different. And I think that's why I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, it sounds pretty interesting. Um, have you seen some of the other one? Like uh, somebody told me the other day that I should see Better Call Saul. Have you seen that show by chance? Man, I haven't even watched any of the Breaking Bad. But everyone's like, you need to. You need to watch Better Call Saul because it's like a spinoff of Breaking Bad. So. Yeah, but I was told, like, you don't have to necessarily watch Breaking Bad to get into Better Call Saul. But I don't know. Um, that's the one that everybody tells me I should watch. I think what's interesting is, like, the morality of some of the stuff. Because it's like, yeah, like, they're doing bad stuff, but they're, like, they're doing it for a good reason, so you're you're kind of hung between the two. Like I I was watching it. It's like the Robin Hood thing almost, except he's whacking people instead of robbing for the yeah. Good. And so it was like he was like on the way to kill this guy, and like the guy was getting away, and I was like, yeah, get him, Barry. And I had to stop. I was like, wait a second, he's about to kill this guy. I shouldn't be rooting for him to do this. I was like, this is wrong. And so those kind of things that make you think it's like, oh, 
You know, I like shows like that. Yeah, then again, well, I won't go there. But yeah, no, I get what you're talking about. So if you haven't seen it, it's good. I, it's not for kids. I will say that, of course, with the killing and all. But Then again, you know, if you, this is this is coming from the heart. And it's not what fries my donuts that's coming up just next. But if you let your kids have unlimited access to the internet, they probably know worse than killing. So that's on you. But anyways. That is very well said. Yeah, that's on you as a parent. But anyways, we're going to hop into our next segment, which is What Fries My Donuts? And buddy, I know you're really fried up. So what's got you going, buddy? Oh, and it just, something about it just happened today. Just happened today. What I really don't like, and we've all come in contact with them. I've worked underneath them. I've come in contact with them in retail environments. I've even come in contact with them as people who work in these areas, but you might know them outside of the job. Well, it's not just like AutoZone, but it's these customer service managers. And I'm not talking about all of them. You know, I've met a lot of good customer service managers, and I'm going to name a few places. Like, I've worked at Papa John's, had a bad one. I was at AutoZone, they had a bad one today, and I had that as a, as a customer. And, you know, we all talk about uh, Boot Corral. I mean, the manager there was the exact same, and I'll explain what I'm talking about. It's these guys who are middle-aged and they have literally, that's all that they have in their life. Like, that's literally all that they have. And they literally have elevated themselves to a position of being a general manager here. And they think that their ish don't stink. And they think that they're just really just the best thing at what they do. So what happened in AutoZone today? Um, well, I'll have to start yesterday. Yesterday, I went in there to get a headlight bulb for one of my cars. And I looked up online which one I should get. And it told me a model number, so I went in there and grabbed the model number, went to go check out. This gentleman at AutoZone politely said, yeah, that's not the right one. You know, you need to get this other one. Here, get get this other one. So I said, all right, I'll trust the pro, whatever. So I get back, and I go to put in the car, and it's the wrong one. Doesn't fit. Wrong model number and everything. So I go back <clears throat> today, different gentleman, and he was talking to me, and he says, well, you know, who sold this to you? And I described the guy, and he said, oh, yeah. And he kind of, like, motioned, like, oh, he's, like, back here. And he's like, that's our manager. I'm like, oh, okay. Something else about this guy as well. Yesterday, when I was in there, he was on the phone with this guy, and he's like, I hope you know this is a federal crime. This is a federal crime that you're doing. I hope you know that. And he, like, put this guy on speakerphone. Wait, what? What's a federal crime? Literally, he was yelling on the phone at this guy about something about is this is a federal crime. I hope you know that. And it was just because he was using, you know, those people call with fake caller IDs, like scam calls. So they use the fake caller ID of an Air Force base that's here in town. He's like, you're not a part of this Air Force base. You're a liar and a thief. And this is on federal record. And I'm going to send this to the authorities and everything. And he did this before helping me with the light bulb. And so it was already a little bit weird. And so then when I came in today, he was like, well, what's wrong with the light bulb? I said, well, it didn't fit. He's like, well, you took the wrong light bulb out. I, I definitely didn't. And plus, I, I'm just going to, America, I'm just going to level with you right now. I can tell what light bulb is out where. There's only three that are on the headlight, right? I can turn on the headlight and say, that one works, that one works, that one does not work. So I can tell you which one does not work. Also, this time, I had the light bulb in my hand, like the one that I needed, and it was also clearly burnt out. Like, I mean, you could shake the thing and, you know, the filament inside, you could hear the whole thing jingle. Like, it was broken. Like, it, was, it needed to be repaired. 
And this guy kept proceeding to be like, no, you must have done something wrong. You picked out the wrong light bulb. That's not the right one. And all this other stuff. Man, I was so heated because my thing is, why can't this guy just... And it, it, and why I... And I'm going to loop it in with all the other managers that I talked about that weren't very good. None of them could take accountability for their own actions. They always had to be like, no, I was right. And it's like, it's okay to be human. It's okay not to be right. And that's what I told the guy. Why can't you just admit to me that you sold me the wrong light bulb, return it, get me the right one, and I'd be on my way? Like, why are we even arguing about this? It makes no sense. It's an ego thing. It really is. It's like, man, it, it, it's a twelve ninety nine light bulb. Like, please, just exchange it for me so I can be on my way. I... Because it's, it's hard. I understand. If I'm standing in this guy's position, right? And I'm, you know, what was I describing yesterday? Something out of thin air. Yeah, there's a socket here, a socket here, and I'm pulling out of this one, right? He's like, oh, it'll be this this light bulb. Okay. There's two different light bulbs there. So he got them mixed up. Because it was the one that's next to it. Like the, the same kind that was next. So he got it mixed up. But he wouldn't admit, like, I got it wrong. It had to be my fault. It had to be my problem. And that's where a lot of these guys go wrong, I feel like, is because, man, at Boot Corral, that manager did the same exact thing. Customer would come in, well, this didn't fit right. Well, you fitted it wrong. Lifetime, you're in here. Duh, 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 duh. And it was always the other person's fault. And I'm not one for saying the customer is always right. But I will say this. It's like if the customer is making observations... Meet them halfway. If you think that they're wrong, but my thing is, once they prove that you are wrong, why can't you be like, you know what, you're right. I'm wrong. I made a mistake. Move on. I don't like the ones that, uh, when it's outside of like their place of employment, then they still walk around like they're hot crap. Like they're like they go. Th they're like they're like, well, I'm I'm the general manager. So it so it. This were my and it's like, bro, you're not there right now. Like dude and you're right it's because that's all they have they think that they're all that in a bag of chips because they hit some corporate i mean like they're a general manager of somewhere and it's like bro like that's not all there is to life my man that's not all there is and see my thing is if if that's the position that you're in and you're happy there and it's good yeah but we're probably not talking about you <laughs> i mean the deal is um and i brought up that papa john's one as well because I kid you not, that manager was so happy to be a Papa John's manager. He's like, you could be in my position one day. You want to work hard to be in my position. Isn't this great? But I kid you not, he was allergic to the pizza dough, like the yeast that they tossed the pizza in. So literally, he'd break out in hives. He was literally allergic to the job. But he was just so gung-ho about, oh, you could be a general manager. Don't you want to be in my spot? Isn't this great? And he just thought... It was just the greatest thing in the world, and it's like, bro, you're literally allergic to your job. It's because those kind of people don't really have a lot of achievements, so that is their achievement. And I do feel bad about that, but my, my thing is it's just it's hard because to everyone else, they, they treat other people like crap because it's like, oh, you don't eat, sleep, and breathe this. It's like, no, no, everybody doesn't have to. I think that's the, I think that's the key right there. You, you hit the nail on the head, head on the nail. Whatever, you know what this phrase yeah, is. Yeah, but yeah, but for sure. yeah, it's like you gotta eat, sleep, breathe. I remember one time when I worked for the grocery store, he was like he was like, If you don't eat, sleep, breathe, 
uh, grocery and he's like you don't need to be a grocery manager he's like you got to eat sleep breathe it you got to be thinking about this all the time he's like when i'm at home i'm thinking about this. i was like bro when i'm at home i ain't thinking about this job i ain't thinking about canned peaches or nothing i ain't thinking about no canned corn on the cob heck no dude like you can't do that that's no way to live a life hey, you know there are some jobs where it's like your mind has to be on people all the time you know there, there are those jobs, but at the same time, I don't really feel... Those are career jobs, right? And those are specific jobs. I feel like it's what you just said. It's You know that even being a grocery manager, you're not going to be a grocery manager forever. At least if you are, it's not going to be here primarily and stuff. And you're not going to eat, sleep, and breathe that stuff. Unless if you do, you know, you're a very special person that loves grocery. But that's an individual case, you know what I mean? Like that, most of the time people are in places that they're doing it to get a paycheck. So, Micah, I'm just trying to eat, sleep, and breathe and be a pro wrestler. You know what? You could be Macho Man Randy Savage. I could be Hulk Hogan. We could be a team. You be Macho Man. I'll be El Diablo. Magic Man. Magic Man. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we're going to go to our next segment, which is our improv segment or our mystery donut. And we're going to do something we haven't done in a while. So that is bad presentation. So we're going to come up uh, with one for each other. And we have to make essentially a pitch or a presentation. But we have to make it the worst version or the worst kind of product for it possible. All right. Well, I'm going to give you yours first. We'll do, we'll do two apiece. Alright, so you're going to have to pitch me an air fryer. That's what you're going to have to pitch me. Brand new, 1999. You get yourself this wonderful air fryer, complete with a nice hole right here. When the pressure gets too high, it squirts right in your face. Only when it's 1195 degrees, guaranteed for third degree burns. Then when you open up the thing, the, the steam will hit your face, melt your skin right off. You wanted your food fried, you get your face fried instead. Only nineteen ninety-nine. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was a very bad presentation of an air fryer. Cool deal. Alright, so this next one I am going to give you give me a bad presentation. And these are already bad presentations. Trying to sell me a condo. Are you looking for a lifelong commitment? Only for 50 years and $200,000 a year, you could buy yourself a brand new condo. Oh, you know what's even better about this new condo? It's right by the beach. But here's the thing. You can only use this condo during hurricane season. Oh, and also, are you also worried about the expense of homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance? No need, because this condo doesn't even come with it. You won't even have homeowner's insurance. So then, whenever the hurricane comes in, you won't have to deal with those pesky insurance agents. You'll just have to deal with it yourself. It's pretty good. All right, what's my next one? Your next one is pitch me a theme park. Well, I'm not going to do Trash World. Um... Trash World is great. <laughs> that would not be a bad presentation. Yeah, Trash, Trash World's not a bad presentation. That, that would be a good pitch. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm having to tone myself down because the, the first idea that I had uh, contained vulgar language, so I'm going to tone it down just a little bit. Um, new from the Six Flags Corporation, Crapland, featuring such characters as Crappy, Crappina, and Crappy Jr. And what, don't you want to ride the ride? The Choco Thunder. And next thing you know, 
Don't you want to ride the chocolate chunk river? Come on down. Next thing you know, you're going to have yourself a nice fried mystery box. That's right. Fried mystery box only at the questionable stand. Only at Craft World. That was the worst thing I've ever heard. That was horrible. It's... It's a terrible presentation, my friend. Well, there you go. With bad marketing and everything. And it sounds like uh, the marketing departments of 2023. Anyways, um, so your last one here, I want you to sell me, or I want you to present to me your latest invention, uh, your brand new computer. Okay. Are you ready? Go for it. I'm at the end. <laughs> okay, I'll do it seriously. I'll do it seriously. Okay, seriously, seriously. Hi, do you like getting on the interwebs? How about typing up something that you need for a school presentation? With this brand new computer, it comes with all the keys, A through Z. And don't worry, we also have all the keys of the numbers 1 through 9. Actually, and if you order now, we'll throw in the key zero, just for completing this thing. Oh, I also forgot to mention, this computer doesn't come with any power supply. You're going to have to buy that on your own. And it'll take two weeks just to get here. Also, when you plug it in, the adapter's not right, so uh, your computer will probably blow up. Come buy my new computer. <laughs> you know, that sounded like an ad from the 90s. That's great. That's what I was going for. Yeah. Um... At CompuPlus. No, I'm joking. Um, all right, man. Well, I guess that was a good improv segment. We can keep going with that for a while. We can make up goofy products all day long. But all right, man, we're going to go into our eclair segment, which is our positive advice. So, Chris, hit me with some positive advice. Yeah, man. I'm going to tell you right now, be a team player because no one likes it whenever you just hot dog it all the time. Be a team player. Now, there is boundaries with being a team player. Don't let everybody make you do all the work. But uh, when you're a team player and you try to work with a team, uh, you know, you you build camaraderie. And if everyone knows that you're on the team and for the team, you're going to get a lot more done. Uh, and it creates more unity. There are some times where working by yourself is good. But if you just try to be a solo act and try to be the Lone Ranger, man, uh, no one's really going to want to work with you. And I heard this saying, it's like, if you want to go fast, go by yourself. But if you want to go far, Go with a group. So be a team player. Uh, don't don't try to be a. It's just like dog. when Anakin tries to go out and take on Dooku by himself. He wasn't ready. Anyways. Or or whenever we're on the heist and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna go out right now. I'm gonna shoot. Over. I'm like, no, 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 no. We need to wait. But I'm also guilty of that too. I'm like, I'm gonna go now. I'm gonna do it. And you're like, no, 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 no. Wait. And I'm like, it's okay. Oh, yeah. It's I okay. should have waited. <laughs> <laughs> it, it happens. It happens. All right. Well, mine is going to piggyback off of not only what fries my donuts, but kind of what Chris said as well. And that's not to let your ego get too big, and to also understand that you you're human and it's okay to make mistakes. So I mean, the biggest thing, and I I'm guilty of this too. So my job and what I have to do, I'm I'm literally called a knowledge manager that is what my job description really is and what my job title is and so it's really easy to be you're, you're supposed to be the one that knows everything and that's what everybody thinks of you so i hold myself to a very 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 high standard and so a lot of people do as well and we can even talk about the autozone guy and all this other stuff right but at the same time 
we don't know everything and it's okay not to know everything we just because we're put into a position where we know most things that doesn't mean we know everything people can teach us things all the time my subordinates the people that are underneath me teach me things all the time and i'm okay learning those things from those people and sometimes it's hard because you sit there and go these people are supposed to be underneath me and I didn't know that. I can't believe I didn't know that. And you feel inadequate being in the spot that you're in. But at the same time, I mean, kids teach adults all the times too. People can learn from any facet, from any corner of the planet. So the thing is, just be open to learning. And that's by not letting, because really it's hard because that ego rises up in you and says, you know, you should know this. And it's easy just to say, I'm going to pretend like I know this or that I did know this or something like that. Everybody knows you didn't. And at the same time, it, it just is a lot better if you can say, wow, I learned a lesson and move forward. You know what they say, who learns more, the teacher or the student? But uh, yeah, man, tell them, tell them where to go to find us. TVTrashCan.com. That's TVTrashCan.com. Yeah. Um, we've actually had quite a few views on the website here lately. And we have a few more episodes. So essentially, we're working on the shows that we currently have right now, um, which we have a few crime dramas. We've got a few things like Eye for an Eye, which we've talked about in a few episodes. Bible Man, which we've talked about in one of our most popular episodes that anybody's ever listened to. Hey, pause on that Bible Man real quick. Did you know that they revamped Bible Man and it's like now an animated series? And dude, I watched it. It was horrible. But anyways, sorry. It was going. worse than when Willie Ames left. Dude, it was it was bad. Like it was garbage. It was all animated. The guy that was supposed to be the evil guy was not funny. It was bad. Very bad. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I still want to get the dude that played Shadow of Doubt on the show. Um, he still hasn't reached back out to us. I hope he does. The actor that played him. Um. <laughs> anyways. Um. But yeah, TVTrashCan.com. There's plenty of good stuff on there. So go check it out. Um, and of course, we got all of our socials come interact with us over there. But yeah, man, I think we're ready to take this donut box out to the track. All right. And hey, we wish you guys a happy and safe summer for those of y'all that are getting out of school or already out of school. Have a safe summer. Uh, we're going to sign off. I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. School wrap for summer. Thank you.